Always an absolute honor to be in for my friend Sean Hannity. It's Joe Pagliarulo, Joe Pags. You might have heard that name before. Really glad to be here. I tell you what, we are breaking news here all day on this program. We've been breaking news this entire week, starting yesterday morning, really, when it comes to the Supreme Court. Glad to be here with Linda and Ethan. And uh, Sean, thank you. Enjoy a couple of uh, of well-deserved days off. The Supreme Court is doing the right thing, and the left is freaking the hell out. The left is freaking out. Well, they started freaking out a year ago when the Supreme Court said abortion is not in the Constitution. Therefore, the states get to decide what uh, whether or not abortion will be legal in that state. It's really that simple. The Constitution basically says, here's the stuff the government can't do. Here's the stuff the federal government will be in charge of. Here's the stuff that, that will be its purview. Anything not mentioned here goes back to the states. The left, of course, lied and said that well, no, they just outlawed abortion, which, by the way, I'd be happy about because I don't think we should be killing unborn children. But it didn't say that at all. What it said was the federal government doesn't have the right to make a decision about this. Now, the individual states can. If you want to have access to abortion, go to a state that has access. You don't want to, uh, um, access to abortion and the killing of unborn children. Go to a state that doesn't allow for that. It's really kind of simple. By the way, before I get, uh, get into this full-throated, Linda, I hope you don't mind. But you know those come-on videos that I do? Yes. Come on. You know, I yell that thing at they just do something stupid like today. Joe Biden got up in the middle of an interview and just walked off the set and I yelled, come on at the end. We've but that was from- the only time I agreed with him. I mean, if you were sitting with Nicole Wallace, wouldn't you get up and walk out? <laughs> yes. I, I, again, I think that you and I are aligned with that. Uh, but it was a great it was a great little video to grab. And then I yelled, come on at the end of it. Do you know that since Election Day last year, which isn't that long ago, I had 19,000 followers on Instagram. We've got 193,000 now just from the come on videos. So I want to urge Sean's audience, do me a favor, go to at Joe Talk Show over on Instagram. Let's let's push that sucker over 200,000 today. Go and to let me Joe tell Talk you Show. something. I want everybody to know, I watch them every single day. They are amazing. <laughs> if you are not watching them, you are not alive because this man is going to make fun of Joe Biden like nobody else can. And even though Joe Biden makes it very easy, Joe Peggs does it in a way that nobody else does. So please follow. It's amazing. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. At Joe Talk Show. I got to tell you, there's so much material. The one that I did today, I had to hold for a day because I had already had two for yesterday. And if you overdo it, Instagram won't show anybody. So do me a favor and stop by there. If you want to see all the, the social media, go to my website, JoePags.com, J-O-E-P-A-G-S.com. And if you want to see us do the show today, you can click on Watch Now at that website. So back to these decisions. Yesterday, we, we also had the decision that affirmative action or basically racism in America is not okay. You can't be a racist against white people. Can't be a racist against Asians. Because we had institutionalized racism on against white people and Asians for a very long time now, for I think four decades, since affirmative action showed up. And the Supreme Court said, you know, this isn't the American way. We literally have laws that say equal opportunity is the law of the land. The 14th Amendment says due process, equal treatment. And the fact is, there were too many Asians at Harvard for some reason, and Harvard said there are too many Asians here. Of course, there weren't too many. It's just that's how many applied and were qualified. And we, but, well, you know, uh, the black person should get a, a leg up in North Carolina over the white person. Well, why? And I've got Burgess Owens at the bottom of this hour who's going to talk about affirmative action in that ruling from yesterday. He's a U.S. representative, great state of Utah, District 4 Republican for the great state of Utah, happens to be black. He's an NFL champion, and he's a guy that hates a- affirmative action. And he opened my eyes in this conversation, and you'll hear this as well, to the fact that it's racist two ways. First of all, it was racist to have affirmative action against the people like white people or Asians, whomever it was that it was being used against. 
but it was also racist against black people because black people have been institutionally told you're less than. You need the government's help to succeed. Now, we know that's not true. If you look at sports, can you imagine we did affirmative action in sports? I'm a 56-year-old white guy. You've got to put me in the NBA because affirmative action. How stupid would that be? The NBA is almost 80% black, not because they're black. It's because they're the best players available. And that's the way it should be. Meritocracy has always been the way of the United States of America. For some reason, for four decades, we said meritocracy in sports or meritocracy in this other thing, but not meritocracy in anything else. And it literally was telling black people and brown, we say black and brown today, the left made up, got to say black and brown or people of color or, or BIPOC, for God's sakes, whatever that is. But for some reason, the government has convinced themselves and I guess these communities that you're less than and without our help, you aren't as good as white people. You aren't as good as Asian people, which of course is a lie. Of course you are. Now, if there are too few black people or brown people, whatever label we're putting on them in any college, any setting, any job, any university, why wouldn't we go to those communities and find out why that's happening? Why aren't they uh, achieving to the level that they could? Is it because their schools suck in their neighborhood? Probably. Is it a public school? Yep. Is school choice available? Nope. Why not? School choice would help lower, uh, more impoverished and lower income areas, high crime areas, better than rich areas. Rich people can afford to send their kids to a private or a, a charter school. So let's go and find out why there isn't more representation in these schools. And let's not force it because forcing it isn't getting more qualified people. It's just making you feel better about DEI or ESG or something else that's stupid. So the, the affirmative action ruling yesterday was amazing. And then today we wake up and go, well, wait a second. They actually said you have to pay back a loan that you took out? <laughs> yeah. The Supreme Court today said, no, the executive branch doesn't have the right to cancel student loans. You know who knew this going in? Take a guess. Right, the executive branch. They knew that going in. Why did they do this whole student loan thing to begin with? And why did they do it before the last election? That was weird. Oh, because they knew that people who wanted their student loans relieved or forgiven would then vote for the people who promised they would do it. People who promised they would do it knew they couldn't do it. The executive branch has no ability to just spend money or allocate money. It has to happen in Congress. You want to cancel student loans? I don't. But if you want to... You've got to do it through the House of Representatives, which holds the the purse strings. Then they have to get agreement from the the Senate. The Congress has to do this together, then send it to the president, who would then sign it. The Department of Education can't do it. The executive branch, branch can't do it. And let me say it again very clearly. Even if you're the biggest Biden fan out there, he lied to you, or he was told to tell you a lie. Maybe he didn't know what he was saying. But he lied to you and pretended that he could forgive student loans. And he couldn't. Then you've got people like Elon Omar out there who's uh, decrying this. AOC is decrying this. Why? I'm still paying my mortgage. Why do I have to pay my mortgage? I feel as though my mortgage should be relieved and forgiven. Of course, it's not going to be because I signed a contract that said I promise to pay this back. And by the way, it wasn't like you, you got a bunch of money in loans for student for, for your education and then didn't get the education. You did. You borrowed the money, signed the paper, you got the money, you handed it to the institution, you got the education. Now it's up to you to do something with it, make enough money to pay back the loan. Why was this ever an option? And by the way, the executive branch can delay it, which is what Trump did, which is what Biden did. But they can't cancel it. And if they want to cancel it, they've got to have a a move in Congress 
to make that happen. You know, knows a, a whole lot more about this than I do. It's Greg Jarrett. We'll have him coming up after the break. But let me give you just a couple of quick sound bites. Uh, Joe Biden, the president, the resident of the White House, sat down with Nicole Wallace on MSNBC yesterday, and it was about the Supreme Court and how unbelievably radical I guess it is. Some of your former Senate colleagues on the Judiciary Committee would go as far as to say that it's anti-democratic. Do you agree with that? Well, you know, if I say it's anti-democratic, then it gets <laughs> in a lot of trouble. trouble. <laughs> no, 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 but but it, it is. Its, its value system is different, and, and its, its respect for institutions is different. And in that sense, it is, uh, it is not as embracing of, of all what I think the, con- the Constitution says, we hold these truths to be self all men and women are created equal, endowed by their creator. It's the uniqueness of America. We never fully lived up to it. We never walked away from it. And this court seems to say, that no, that's not always the case. The idea there's no right of privacy in the Constitution, giving states power that we fought a war over <laughs> in 1860. Um, you know, I, I just think it's, um, this is not your father's Republican Party. Man, there's so much there. There's, there is so much there. I'm, I'm going to go through it quickly because I want to get Greg on here after the break. Number one, we didn't fight a war in 1960 for, for anything. I don't know what he's talking about. Number two, we hold these truths to be self-evident and, and you know, we're all created equally, you know, by the creator. Uh, that, that's not in the Constitution. It's in, it's in, the, it's in the, the uh, Declaration of Independence. Nicole Wallace is giggling like a schoolgirl who's, who's got a crush, which is kind of weird, too. But he talks about how they've got a different value system. Right. This Supreme Court's value system is everybody is created equally and should get an equal shake. You get an equal shake by, by using meritocracy. And not by handing somebody something they didn't earn. And, and yes, we think that unborn children should have an equal shake. And their life does represent something as well. So that entire thing was confused that he said. I guess they told him a few talking points and he forgot and he got him confused. And he's confusing her documents as well. And the interviewer is just giggling the whole time. Well, you should giggle if you want if you want to be on the side of righteousness, if you want to be on the side of equality, if you want to be on the side of equal opportunity, you want to be on the side of democracy and a system that works for us, this court is undoing some wrongs that have been in place for a long time. We're going to break that down with Greg Jarrett, political analyst and legal analyst from Fox News Channel. He's also got a great book out called Trial of the Century. He's going to come on this program, The Sean Hannity Show, when we come back. Keep it here. Never stops working for the good of the country. Hannity's on with behind-the-scenes information on today's breaking news. And bold, inspired solutions for America. Every day. Sean, it's Joe Pags in for Sean Hannity. Today, I want to welcome my friend Greg Jarrett, political and um, and legal analyst from Fox News Channel. His book is out. It's called uh, Trial of the Century. Greg, how are you? Good to talk to you again. Hey, it's good to be with you, Joe. Good to be with you always. 
Yeah, well, you know, it's it's an absolute pleasure. Your knowledge was so needed today. You've got Biden and the left in this country pretending like the Supreme Court somehow is going against every value that we have. When, Greg, in my opinion, they're restoring the values that were taken away by some of the radical rulings that happened before. Do you see it the same way? Yeah, I think that's true, even and especially so with respect to affirmative action yesterday. The latest Pew poll shows that three-quarters of Americans... Uh, I think it's wrong to have affirmative action dictate who gets into colleges and universities. Uh, and so, you know, that's that's a red herring when critics of the Supreme Court make that claim. Yeah, you had somebody like Whoopi Goldberg yesterday, I'm not sure if you saw this, who was so beside herself, she, she looked at the camera and said, why are y'all afraid of us? Uh, Greg, I'm confused. I've got Burgess Owens coming up, who's, a, of course, a U.S. representative, a black man who was a, a champion in NFL football, who was against uh, affirmative action because he says it's literally racist against black people telling them to their faces, you're not as good as everybody else, so you need the government to help. Yeah, I mean, eliminating racial discrimination, as the Chief Justice said, means eliminating all of it. The answer to discrimination is not more discrimination, the answer is less. And look, this was a case, uh, the original case was 1978, uh, Regents versus Bakke. And I, I remember my professor at the time I was in school said, write a paper justifying affirmative action under the Constitution. And I labored over this thing for a couple of months, and I tried to come up with every creative argument in the world. And in the end, I concluded it is unjustifiable. Affirmative action is in clear violation of the 14th Amendment Equal Protection Clause. And finally, belatedly, after 45 years, uh, that judgment has been vindicated. And I'm so glad that it has been because now we should examine why it is that fewer black students attend certain universities and colleges. You, you certainly can't discriminate against Asians because they're applying and, and are, are, uh, they've got the credentials to get in. They're qualified. So this will now hopefully open up our eyes to, okay, why is it that black communities are not getting the proper education to be ready for colleges and opportunities like this? That's what we should have done from day one, right? Yes, and and depending upon the answer, then undertake efforts to try to correct that. Uh, But, you know, as I say, the answer is not to check a box uh, based on the color of your skin, your granted admissions. Uh, You know, that, that just creates, as I say, more and more discrimination, which is not the answer. And so... You know, make no mistake about it, um, race will still creep into applications. High school counselors, I'm sure, will immediately begin telling their students that in your application, make sure that your essay opens with the line about your race and the discrimination you've suffered. Right. Uh, And so that's how they're going to get around it, but at least there's no more box checking. I've got less than a minute with Greg Jarrett, political and uh, and legal analyst from Fox News Channel. His book is called Trial of the Century. Greg, just very quickly, the the, the whole idea to, to forgive a loan or a student loan was something the executive couldn't do. That would be something that Congress would have to do. Is this one dead and gone, or is that going to keep on coming up? No, I think it's dead and gone in terms of a, a, a president by fiat simply forgiving $430 billion in loan for crazy. million Americans. 
when when Biden made that decision, I was on Fox and I said, this will get struck down. It's a clear violation of the HEROES Act. But more than that, it's the authority of Congress tax and spend and assuming debt that the president does not have only the legislature under the Constitution. The amazing Greg Jarrett, uh, Fox News political and legal analyst. Go to his website, get his book. It's called Trial of the Century. Greg, thanks for making time. Appreciate you, brother. Anytime, Joe. Okay, we're, we're on the Sean Hannity Show. We've got Burgess Owens coming up. He, of course, a U.S. representative, great state of Utah, former athlete, has a lot of opinions on affirmative action going away. Keep it here on the Sean Hannity Show.